Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Salt. It has been a minute since I've done an episode, and there's a lot of reasons for that, mainly just life. Um, things have changed and shifted, and I'm I'm happy with it. it. But it took moving through that change to get to that happy spot. And we're going to get into all that here in a second. But joining me today is my good friend and often fellow co-host, Leah Fox. Hey, Leah. Hey, Kathy. As always, it's just a joy to be here with you and chatting. I know. I'm excited about the content today. We're going to talk about living a Tantra embodied life. And just that title carries a lot, right? It, living a Tantra life is one thing. Living a Tantra embodied life is also another thing. It means you're going to try to embody the principles that Tantra mm-hmm. teaches. And I've been in this little metamorphosis for quite a few months now and the change that has taken hold in my world is pretty incredible and Mm -hmm. when I thought about who I would want to have this discussion with it was you and the Mm -hmm. reason being is because honestly we have a very deep friendship and we talk about very deep matters um we do talk about light things and we giggle and we have fun, but there's there's a, there's something about our friendship that we really dive into life and and we're familiar with this this type of content and we we learn from each other. So I thought you were my perfect co-host for this today. Well, I feel delighted and honored as always and First and foremost, since I know we're going to be talking about Tantra, one, I feel like um, there's always more to learn. And sometimes I feel like I just don't know enough. And I have probably just put my toe in it, just been right. studying it since about 2019. And I've had two, what I would call gurus that have been assisting me along the way. But I, I do feel like uh, uh, I can have the conversation. Oh, yeah, you certainly can. And what I think you and I are starting to realize is we've been having this type of conversation for years. And Mm -hmm. I think the things in our lives that we have chosen to learn and grow from, such as yoga, yoga philosophy, uh, Ayurveda, you know, these, these modalities of living and learning are all interconnected. They're all yoked. Um, mm-hmm. And they're from a the the, the same school of thought. All of these are connected, so it's a natural progression. I think mm-hmm. when you've gotten to the yoga world and you've grown with it, and you've allowed it to start to shape you, that you start to go in these these other directions. That and it's not that you 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 never leave that yoga aspect behind that yoga aspect grows and it goes into these other spiritual and health philosophies and um, helps you grow as a spirit and it helps you grow as a healthy, well-rounded individual. 
And I, so talk to me, you said you started your Tantra journey in about 2019. Is that what you said? Yeah, 2019 is when I started studying Tantra because it just felt um, natural progression, as you had stated, uh, because the program that I had started, uh, the teacher, the many teachers are Tantric teachers as well. And it was my study with Ayurveda. And it was woven, which is interesting because of the definition of Tantra, mm-hmm. uh, which are numerous and many, but one of them is to, to weave, to be a loom. Yeah. And so it felt very natural that it was integrated into the program that I was, uh, that I had signed up for. Okay. All right. And that's with Shakti School. So yeah, it was 2019 that I started. That's Okay, and now we're in 2023. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you've you've been you've been in it in the the, the learning it. of it for a bit for a minute now. For yeah, a, a minute, a little like while. I said, I've dabbled in my toe and in in dove in, and yeah, it, it, it's a been a lovely place to be. I find um, what I have found joining this program and, and the people that are in it, and I found it uh, some in yoga as well, is a lot of people that really go in depth with study with yoga, um, even Ayurveda, Ayurveda and, and Tantra, is they're, they're looking for a healing of some sort. There, mm-hmm. There's something in them, it, they're not just doing this out of generally, I'm generally speaking, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm speaking from, from the people that I have seen and noticed involved in it. And even my teachers and things like that, there is a calling within them to not only heal themselves through this learning, but to learn it well enough that you can help heal others. Mm-hmm. And I find that with yoga instructors as well, like they're, they're trying to teach people to breathe. They're trying to teach people prana. They're trying to help people bring energy, not only in them, but through them. And Mm -hmm. in doing that, you are healing others. So for me, it was, um, my path with yoga has been long. But I would say the spiritual aspect of really like leaving the asana to the side and getting into the much broader aspects of yoga is what got me into the Tantra. Mm. And for me, there was, I've, I've always said that I've, I've done my healing. I've been through my healing. Um, but that's not true. And it's not that I said I had done it um, and, and, and me knowing I hadn't, I, I, it didn't register with me that I truly had not completed my healing until I started this work. And I realize having de- going through this work and getting involved in this work that um, I'm just beginning. <laughs> I'm just really beginning the the true 
delicate care of healing. Like I'm starting to not try to heal, but to clean my wounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, and, and, and put medicine on them in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a beautiful thing and a beautiful place to be. And it all starts with um, awareness. Yeah, it does. And, and it, you know, and, and I think one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is, and we, we tried to do this podcast before <laughs> and um, it didn't, it didn't work. And it didn't work for a couple of reasons. One, I wasn't emotionally ready to do it. Two, as the universe would have it, it didn't record properly. And I took that as a sign, like, you are going to do this again, and you're going to do it with more awareness. So here we are. Um, but one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this was because as of late, I, I've been getting a few people ask, like, what's going on in your life? You, you seem happier. You seem to be, your your physical self seems healthier. You seem to have let go of baggage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's been, and, and confidence. People are like, you seem so confident. And I wanted to address some of that because a li- slightly people looking at me in this way that they want to emulate somewhat um, bothers me a little bit because our all of our journeys are very different and all of our um, pain and trauma is different and mm-hmm. our lives are different. So to, to look at someone's life without really understanding their life path um, mm-hmm. is dangerous for, for that person that that's trying to emulate another or that thinks that that person they're looking at has it all together because nobody mm. does, you know, that's, right. that's the power of social media. And yes, to look at, you know, but I try to be very vulnerable and very open uh, with what I put out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what this podcast is about. This is, me being vulnerable and open and letting people know that everybody has a different healing path. This is the one I have chosen. This is the one that has worked for me. And, right. and I think that the thing people need to find is to sit with themselves long enough. And it's taken me years. This isn't something you, you do in a matter of a day, a week, a month, or even a year start implementing things that bring you health and joy and your path will unfold. So, so with that being said, cause I know there are probably ample amount of people out there that want to know what you have employed or what you are implementing. I think that's what they're probably trying to get after. Yeah. Um, so I have one question to start is what drew you exactly to this particular program or to Tantra in general? I mean, other than seemingly a natural progression with your yogic path, but what, what about really diving in? I really 
did something that was really hard. And I connected to my pain. Um, mm. You know me. I Even mm-hmm. though I, I, you know, I, I, I laugh, I... I, 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 I have this way about me that I can deal with things, but I don't, and I, and I can be vulnerable, but I don't really, and I can talk about things that have harmed me and hurt me as if they're no big deal, right? I've mm-hmm. sort of hardened and put a shield around myself that mm-hmm. I can talk about issues that have happened to me, things that have happened to me. Almost like, oh, it's no big deal. It's in the past. It's made me a better person. I have forgiven, right? Mm -hmm. So I go about my own pain with a sense of detachment. Mm -hmm. And I started really wanting, and, and over the past few years, I've had a lot of time to be detached from Um, a business from other people. You know, I've had a lot of time to sit with myself, you know, which is a privilege, by the way. You know, I don't take that for granted. And I, I started to ask myself, like, if you've got it all together, then how come you don't? Honestly, mm. like, how, if you if you think if you're if you've got it so together, how come you don't really don't have it all together? Because there was things for me that didn't add up, and one one of them, and one thing I'm learning in with this practice is, and we went through this in our trial podcast was, I'm when when I say what happened to me, I'm not judging anyone else, so don't take this as criticism to you of those of you out there listening. Because what's going on in your life at the present moment, there it's not wrong. It's happening for a reason, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging you. But I was in a place where I just wasn't really happy with me. And I wanted to know why. So I just started to sit down and ask myself these questions. And I went back a long way. Mm. And one thing... I, I tout myself with is that I'm healthy. And I started asking myself, well, what are you, if you're so healthy, what are you doing that's not really healthy? And mm-hmm. I call this accountability. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I made a list. Like, um, I, I considered myself to drink too much. And, and again, I'm not judging anybody out there, but I drank every day. And it it may have been one glass of wine. It may be one beer a day. It may have been a glass of wine and a beer. But there was there had to be something that made me feel relaxed or took the edge off. And that didn't settle well in my soul. And it didn't settle well in my soul for a few years. So I knew that was an issue. So I, I, I did the hard thing and I wrote that down. You need, mm. you need to get control of this because this has control of you. Mm-hmm. Wrote that down. Um, I had extra weight that I was carrying around. Now, again, people listening, I was never overweight. 
I was heavier than I should have been. I'm a petite framed woman. I am athletic. I am very physical. And I knew that that extra weight I was carrying around was in somewhat related to the weight of the alcohol. There was emotion, there was an emotional attachment both to that alcohol and that weight. And they were holding me down. So I wrote that down. Mm. Making better choices with what I eat. It's convenient to eat shit. It is convenient to eat what is rightly right there available to you. It is convenient to not be personal with your food, which now fascinates me because mm. what you consume is one of the most personal things you can do. What you put in your body, whether it is sex or food, is consuming. So I wrote that down. Make better food choices. These are hard things to do. Um, And not over-consuming in anything. Food, food, alcohol, um, exercise, you know, like moderation with these things. Because we are meant to have discipline when it comes to this stuff. You know, we we used to walk roam the earth and hunt and gather (laughs) now we you know go through the drive-through while we're sitting on our butts and eat crap and never walk around you know um we forget how we're designed Mm -hmm. so i'm i those were hard things those were hard things to they weren't hard to write down they were hard things to admit but they were really hard things to implement Mm-hmm. And here's where the magic comes in. Here's where the um, manifesting happens. And here's where the transformation comes in is when you look at those things and you sit with so- yourself, there's your truth. Mm. There's your truth. And I started looking for a spiritual path that would help me stick to and implement these changes in a joyful way. And all that whole, all of that was pointing straight toward Tantra. Mm. I love that one of the principles of Tantra is that all life is sacred. It is. And yeah. uh, so how, how would you say it is enhanced that for you, these changes? Oh, it's made life. It's made my life sacred. Whereas before, I wasn't treating myself that way. Mm. I really wasn't. Like, I knew the, I knew philosophies. I knew, you know, the rules of certain things and, and how I was supposed to be doing things. You know, I, I, and, and I thought they were beautiful, you know, but I wasn't implementing. And I think that's where people are making the miss. Because if you really set your mind to the fact that I am going to treat myself as sacred, mm-hmm. you will. It changes your perspective of you. 
And and as soon as I really set my mind around this, that what I put, what what I eat, a lot of it, the most of it, I should fix with my own hands. I should put mm-hmm. my own energy into this. I should go shopping for my food with the intention that I am going to fix this food. I am going to bless this food. I am going to cook it with with music on and joyful intent. I'm going to eat it slowly and and taste it and not smother it with chemicals and additives and not cover it and weigh it down. And one phrase that kept coming to me through all of this is weighing things down and numbing out. When I was going through my transformation, um, the alcohol was weighing me down. Um, Mm. The the alcohol, literally, literally, it was putting weight on me. It was making me heavy. It was keeping me from spiritual ascension. It so was the the food I was choosing to eat. So was being disconnected from that source, from that food, from the source of that food. The source of that food is earth and, and sun, you know, it's the connection of, you know, the sun shining down and giving everything energy and then energy coming up through the ground and growing these things. And this is sacred. And when you eat processed food, you're not eating that food. You're just not. You know, so my mind really, it was almost like I was getting downloads Mm -hmm. from spirit um, from ancestors. Um, it was, you know, when I would, when I started looking at choices I had and would be like, is that a sacred choice or is that an easy choice? Mm-hmm. An attitude is, is this a, a healthy attitude or is this a poison attitude? Mm. So you had said something earlier about ascension. So something that I think is very unique about the tantric path. And I kind of think we're all tantrics in general, but it's, it's the acknowledgement of the path. But it does give you that ability to do what is called descension because you get really super grounded and you're able to go inward. Right. So it's not necessarily, I don't believe it's all about ascending. I feel like it's a, a bit of descending as well as becoming very clear mm-hmm. within yourself and then and then outwardly exhibiting. So you're going inward to go outward. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be grounded to a degree, right? I mean, we can't, we can't just be all up in the floats and, you know, all in the ethers. We, there's a reality to be had for sure. And then there was a, there was another side of this. And and I, I mentioned earlier that I believe, at least for me, when we were, we are caught up in the world we live in, right? And we are caught Mm -hmm. up in the pain that we've endured. And we've all been through trauma. We've all we all have pain inside, right? And I've endured a lot of sexual trauma. And 
So this was a, a very natural path for me to look at. Um, you know, there is a, a, a part, and it's only a part of Tantra that gets into to sexuality, to healing, to sensuality, to eroticism. And I really wanted to understand that side of myself better. And mm-hmm. I, I, know enough, I knew enough about it to know there's power mm-hmm. in, in that. And there is connection to divine mm-hmm. in that. There is power to be harnessed in that. Um, and I really, even though I have a great sex life, I really think in I had a, a shield and an armor over my heart and my spirit. And there's no wonder I did because mm-hmm. I have dealt with this trauma since a young girl and it followed me up into my 30s as far as active sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So from the time I was a young girl until I was into my mid-30s, sexual violence and, and trauma against me was a, a, a normal occurrence throughout life. So I, I toughened myself to it. And I really wanted to uncover that. And I'm still doing that. You know, that's, there's a lot, there's a long, long way to go with me for that. Um, but that's one reason I chose this particular path. And just as a side note, because I know a lot of people, when they hear Tantra, I know I get a lot of feedback, especially from men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't have, it's very little to do with sex. Right. Very little. Right. Um, like a lot of people will feel, oh, Tantra, and, and it's all about sex. It's, it's a very small percentage. It is. It's about how you move in your life yeah. in this existence. Yeah. And you know, it's about being able to see that every day is sacred and, and everything is sacred and, and everyone, and everyone is sacred. You know, I've, yeah. I've, long time ago I I felt in my body and through some of my experiences that life is a ceremony and the way we live our life is our ritual and those are those choices that you were talking about earlier yeah and it all just kind of adds up to that you had said something earlier that spawned a little thought for me and part of it is really enjoying cooking yeah and you know I play music and I feel like it is an outward expression of the love that I'm feeling on the inside mm-hmm. for not just myself, but for others. And I'm imbuing that yeah, um, it, into the food. Oh, yeah, you are. I mean, you know, as someone who, you know, is in Reiki energy, like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I've become so much more thoughtful about where I eat out and and, and curious, you know, I like I, I look at the food now when it comes out and I try to and I know this may sound a little bit weird, but I like knowing that my food is not cooked in anger. Mm-hmm. You know, because 
it, it, it comes through somehow, you know, so when my food comes out, it is important to bless your food in some regard. Even when you put it in your mouth, just be like, may this give me energy, may this help me flourish, you know, those sorts of thoughts. Alchemize it, make it your own energy when you eat out. You know, there's there's ways of, of doing that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've become more particular about those sorts of things and um and and this whole lifestyle is truly about what you said creating ceremony out of everything anything you can and finding mm-hmm. joy and and finding beauty and that was that that I'm finding very um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, healing is a word, cathartic, maybe. It's, it's. I've I've been through some very violent and hurtful things, and mm-hmm. I have done some podcasts about this in the past. But when I look at it from this lens, how beautiful it has made me! How, mm. how beautiful it has made me! We have to look at our tragedies and our pain Mm -hmm. in a perspective that's going to make you stronger and less bitter and, and find the beauty in what it's done for you. If you can't find the beauty in it, Find the beauty in what it's done for you or find the beauty in that you survived it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm learning that and I have a lot of boxes to unpack. And you, Leah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I do. I, do. <laughs> I have a lot of boxes to unpack. But the difference in the Kathy today and the Kathy of even a year ago is I'm willing to sit down and start unpacking boxes with an open heart. And it may, mm-hmm. I, it may take me a lifetime to even get through one. But if it does, I want to get through it and try to get through it without bitterness. And I'll go through my feelings. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm human. If I open something up that hurts and causes pain, I'll be mad. I'll, you know, I'll go through it. But my end goal is to learn from it. What happens to us happens for a reason. I believe that. And something that's important while you're saying that is to remember when you're opening up that box is what Tantra says is what is. Yeah. And to be with what is. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, because we live, we live in the world of duality in the attempt to recognize the non-dualness, right? So we have the good, we have the bad, we have the feelings that arise and the ebbs and flows and, it, and it's encouraging us to be with what is. It doesn't say, oh, you can't have that feeling. It says, no, be all with it. Yeah, there's a reason that that feeling has come up. Mm-hmm. 
It's that mirror, right? I mean, that damn mirror. <laughs> that damn mirror. But but when it comes up, look at it. Look at it. See how it, see how it is on you. See how it looks on you. Mm-hmm. And I guess I mean that's and and attachments. You know, I I we build mm-hmm. up these attachments to our pain. Mm-hmm. We build up these attachments to being a victim. Mm-hmm. And there is no fun in being a victim. You can choose at, at some point when you've, when you've had enough of that. And, and, you know, look back and find the beauty and being strong enough to come to that conclusion. But if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. But, but I think if people are really curious about how to free themselves from these things and and they're even listening there's a reason you're listening you know like what what's going to reside with you what bells are being rung like be present in your listening you know it, it sit down with not just this podcast sit down with your reading sit down and and do things mindfully without attachments to everything else that's going on. I just think that's part of the problem with lifestyles in the world today is we're trying to do 10 different things at one time. We're not Mm -hmm. present. It's like when you and I were talking, we were just talking about cooking. When you turn that music on and you're with your food and you're getting it ready, you're having a good time, you know? That's being present. That's being present with yourself, too. That's like, hey, you're telling yourself, hey, we're going to have a good time. We're going to fix this food. We're going to put good energy to it. And then when you sit down, do you sit down with your food and enjoy it? Well, I also feel like in that moment that I'm resting in the complete gratitude of the moment and super ecstatic of what may come, right? And there's that balance. Yeah. And uh, in Tantra, this is called Shrota. And it's, it's this faith-based surrender to be able to coexist with everything, is to rest in complete gratitude for what is in the moment and being ecstatic about what is to come and the ability to surrender to none of that happening. Yeah. Whatever you got in your mind. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, what will be will be, right? Yes. And 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 being able to okay. It yeah. is. This is. This is an and, and, and still being able to to move on and yeah. to to let go of whatever attachment you have or expectation. Yeah. Yeah, we all have those expectations. And if what's funny about expectations is it, if you look back at the expectations that you've had for, for things, especially big things or even little ones, how many times do they turn out like, ex, like you thought they would? Well, you know, I mean... Almost never, but here's <laughs> what I've come to realize is it could be so much greater than what I think it is or oh, what it should be. Yeah. I mean, here's so when a, I let go of the expectation, I'm like, I find myself in moments of just 
ecstatic surprise where I'm like, wow, I know I didn't have this expectation. I didn't, you know, I didn't honestly expect anything at all, but oh my goodness, this was so much better than I would have ever thought it would be. Yeah. We, we don't know what, what the future holds. We do not know. And, and here's an example. When we were in North Carolina and we were moving back to Huntsville, I had this expectation that we were just mm-hmm. going to move back and I was going to have all my old friends back and I was going to, my business was going to take off really. No, I didn't think it would be easy, but I thought, you know, I would do okay. And I thought Doug's little, Doug's photography would get going. And I just thought we would melt right back in almost like we didn't leave. That was my expectation. And it was not that way at all. It was difficult. It was a grind. It was a grind that wasn't meant to be. People had moved on with their lives, rightfully so. Um, I was not the person, I am, was not the person that I was when I left. You know, everything changes. Every, mm-hmm. And to everything, there is a season. Now, yeah. it was great for me and Doug that we were there for the time that we were there. And where I'm where I am now, I can look back and see the beauty and the lessons in that moment, even though it was hard then. But it set us up to be in a beautiful spot to be here, living in the gratitude that we have to be here. What I expected never happened, but what happened was better than I could have ever imagined. Now, we are, we're living here, you know, in the Gulf. We never thought that would happen. Um, I'm working as a fitness and wellness specialist at a very nice place, and I get to teach yoga. But I don't have the stress of my own business like that any longer, which is a great blessing. That was something I needed to let go of. I needed Mm -hmm. to let go of that attachment. And I did, and it was a blessing. Doug needed to use the skills he has and and get back into the world of of being, you know, going out and getting back into being a, a provider in a, a modality that takes the stress off of him, and he did. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to work at the same place, and we live three blocks from the beach, which feeds my soul, but I never imagined. And I remember sitting back in that house in Huntsville going, just being terrified and going, I don't know what I, what we're going to do mm-hmm. and feeling lost. And, and I was already on this path. I was already learning this, this way, these ways. And something came over me and just said, just surrender. It will be fine. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I let that go, let that expectation and that fear go, the path opened up. And here we are. And it's a simple life, but it is beautiful. And he and I have, have come back together in such a beautiful way. And we've always had a strong relationship. But when you live on expectations things 
suffer a bit, little mm-hmm. bit, because you want it that way. You want it that mm-hmm. way. I want it to happen this way. And I want you to do this the way I think you should do it. And we're, we're not in that place anymore. We're just in a place where we're like, hey, today was pretty cool. How was your day? It was pretty good. Well, what are we going to have for dinner? Let's cook together. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to the beach. Let's watch the sunset. But keep in mind, the goals have shifted. It's not mm-hmm. about we want all these things and I need this status and I need to be Kathy, the yoga instructor. It's not about that anymore. It's about, I want to taste the sweetness of life. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's why we're ultimately here, is to taste the sweetness of life. Slow it down. to To be immensely a part of the pulsation. I like that word. I like that word, the pulsation. To feel it. Yes. To feel it, you know, feel. And, you know, you were talking about being ecstatic. And, you know, I find myself these days just in the car and just smiling. Mm -hmm. And I find myself and, and sometimes laughing. And I find myself, you know, walking through the house dancing I find myself watching the sunset and bawling, just tears, Mm -hmm. tears. And to be connected to myself in that way, to my spirit, and to be honoring my physical self the way I do, it's it's just magical. And there's (laughs) it's beautiful. And 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 the connection physically and spiritually that it has brought into my marriage is something I can't even explain. Um, but that is what lovemaking is supposed to be. Um, and my connection to my own sexual self as well. You know, like mm-hmm. my own body, what the pleasure I can give myself and not just sexually give myself that's part of it yes but like the satisfaction I give to myself through the care of myself well I also think on that note is I feel like it's a it's a practice it's a philosophy that allows you to activate the love within yourself within your body and you can take it outwardly to others. But I feel like it all starts within you. It's like this, the bridging, the yoking of the mind, the body, the soul to the spirit, to the divine. Yeah. You can't bring light to others if you don't have a flame. Mm. I mean, you've got to have <laughs> your own light in order to help others find their find their way you know I mean without a light kindle your light like if you feel like it's smothered see if you can kindle it a little bit and and part of part of this for me has been something as simple as creating rituals in your life you know creating rituals that that's a way to start bring a simple way to start bringing honor to things Um, and it helps you find a rhythm 
And I think that's a good place for people to start, you know, um, start creating little rituals, a bath ritual, um, mm. a blessing, your food ritual, a cooking ritual, a cleaning ritual. Um, I've, I used to not in, you know, I've always been a pretty clean person as far as housekeeping, but I, I used to do it with a little bit of resentment, you know, like, mm. uh, 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 you know, that sort of thing. And now I, I enjoy not only keeping my home clean, but I enjoy cleaning it. It's my space. It's where I live. You know, it's, it's where I cook. It's where I sleep. It's where I make love. It's where I read. It's where I study. You know, it's, it's, it's my home. And just like when you cook your food, don't clean your house with an attitude. Bless Mm -hmm. it with good energy. So I agree. So ritual. I think ritual is a great little place to start with just implementing changes in your life. And maybe just a ritual of when before you, you know, um, start cooking, you know, have a little mantra that you say, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to bless my food. It, it could be anything. Um, thank you for this meal. It can be anything. Or, you know, when you take a bath, like when you sink into the tub, like I release my stress. Water is a great means of um, letting go. Water wants to help you let things go, you know. Go go outside, connect to nature. That's a huge one. I don't know. I have a lot I could keep saying and keep adding I don't want to you know bore people we're getting getting up on time here but is there anything else you want to add um yeah you said something that a couple different things and one of them was um the rituals and so one of the definitions of tantra is any methodology used for expansion to activate that light inside of you. And I think it's really super important to to recognize that light inside of you. And if it is whatever it is that allows you to embody love, is do that. Do, do that. more of that. Do that. Do that. Yeah, I like that. I want to get a t-shirt that says, do that. Do that. Go. Do it. If it brings you love and joy into this world, and uh, you know, and and I'm certainly not wanting to sound trite, but if it brings you that amount of joy and it lights you up, yeah, do that. Yeah, and that can be part of your own ritual. Yeah. Well, I hope this has somehow like given people a little bit of an idea of the shift in my world and it's 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 incredible but you know you can have this it doesn't necessarily have to be a tantra path but it does have to be something that um brings you that joy and in that joy you will find what you need to Mm -hmm. to make any sort of adjustments that you need to in your life if you're if you're really wanting the joy you know, then do that, do that thing, find that thing. And, and, 
you're not going to find it overnight. You know, it's not a quick fix sort of thing. Or you may like it may come to you like that's what I want to do. Who am I to say how it's going to come to you? But Mm -hmm. um, follow that joy, follow that bliss, see where it leads. And and don't you know, I think for some people, they start to follow the joy and then they fall back into the the chaos of life, you know, keep following the joy. Act like it's breadcrumbs. Well, <laughs> right. And chaos is good. It's, it's good to be um, integrated with our, our reality. That is part of Tantra as well. But yeah, I would definitely say follow the heart. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for helping me try to explain this. It's really a hard thing to explain as far mm-hmm. as in integrating it into a lifestyle and how it has shifted. Um, and it's hard to fit into in less than an hour. But um, I think that's the, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, for me, this is my truest testimony as to what, how I can explain what has changed for me. And um you know, I just, I really feel good. I feel healthy and I feel, I feel strong. I feel nourished. Um, and I feel honored. Mm. And I feel so blessed. And I think this would be amazing because I think you're right. It's so hard to just put this in an hour conversation. So maybe in the future consideration for like tantric conversation. As you learn and grow, and as I continue down my path, it would be it would be cool. Well, see what you just brought into existence because I'm looking for a new content for this podcast and something consistent. And mm-hmm. this is my new, um, it, you know, this for me, this is the path I've been searching for. So I think that is a great and beautiful idea and it will take you and I the rest of our lifetimes to um to tout to scratch the surface right yeah and Kathy as Rumi says what what you are seeking is seeking you oh beautiful way to end all right thank you so much and everybody we hope you enjoyed this and Leah did bring something into existence so look for more conversations on this topic i'm going to leave some show notes for this podcast that's going to give you some links to some material so be sure you check that out thank you so much and everybody just do that do that thing that brings you joy namaste Mm -hmm.